fantastic. Orange is the new president. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. China! Everybody knows what I'm saying is true. Hey, Elijah, how are you? Hey, Steve, I'm good. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Orange is the New President. It's good to be back. I know it took a little bit of a break from the weather. No. Uh, it was pretty bad, and uh, I got yeah, pretty sick, and mm. I think, last week. So um, good to be back recording again. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everyone. Um, so... What do, uh, what do we got on deck uh, for today? Well, we should tell the folks today is February 14th. That is Valentine's Day. Every man's favorite holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yep, back back to you. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. <laughs> so we were talking before we started recording about, about kind of uh, Valentine's Day. And you had some interesting thoughts, I thought. Yeah, I think, and and so, and and I wonder if this is more um, a thought process of um, people in my generation, um, mm-hmm. because I was talking with this, the few other people at um, some of my friends um, and, and whatnot, and the the thought is, um, we're not necessarily we don't necessarily buy into or or, mm-hmm. or believe in the purpose of. Valentine's Day, yep. uh, in that, um, if if we're with a significant other, and for me, if if I do not show her that I, I that she's not appreciated for the other three hundred and sixty four <laughs> days of the year, then I'm doing something wrong. But let alone, I not show enough appreciation on right. her birthday, Christmas, right, right. Uh, Thanksgiving, you know, all sure. these holidays. all these other opportunities, right? Right. Um, so I guess I just, uh, and also, I mean, we're, we're we're essentially forced to give money to companies that we probably wouldn't otherwise mm. really that much throughout the rest of the right. year. Right. Um, so, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's a great capitalism um, or, or a capitalistic, um, you know, marketing move and, and, Hats off to the companies that are benefiting from this year over year. Um, you know, I won't knock it, but um, I just think that we're we're almost fabricating um, <laughs> something that doesn't need to be fabricated or forced. Or let's hope shouldn't have to be, right? right. right. <laughs> but yeah, this goes right. together with um, Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, and then now you have you have secretaries international secretaries day and right. on and on and on right. and, uh, and uh, by the way it is February so it's Black History Month right. so you yes. know let's not yeah. ignore that um, <laughs> that's important too um, to get out there by the way speaking of that not to, 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 yeah, just yeah. to take you off on a tangent for just a second and, and I hope the folks listening Kevin Hart um, yeah. I love Kevin Hart Kevin Hart is one of the funniest men on the planet. Um, he's got a Netflix special about, and it's a, uh, a series of vignettes about uh, black American heroes, most mm. of whom you will not have heard of. Well, let me be, I had not had heard of. Okay. And, and, and he, it's 
absolutely fantastic. I totally recommend it. You know what the name of it is? Uh, I can look it up and yeah. have it in the show notes. But uh, if you look up Kevin Hart, and it's for Black History Month, so it's current on Netflix yeah. right now. Uh, watched it um, the other night, and it's uh, it's like an hour and a half long special. That's great. And it's phenomenal stories about... I mean, you get the usual um, Harriet Tubman, um, uh, Frederick Douglass, and right. George Washington Carver. Right. But he delved into some some folks I had never heard of. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting because you don't necessarily see that side of Kevin Hart. Um, yeah. I think for me, I would have never really bothered to... I don't want to say I wouldn't have bothered to... Or I wouldn't have wanted to watch it, but... Um, and and absolutely credit to him. Um, he yeah. just did for me too much. He's done too much in such a short time frame that I, it's just <laughs> he's become stale for me. I feel you. Um, so you know it's yeah. a different side of him. So I'll, I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah, yeah, check it out. It, it's very cool. It's very cool. But and I'm sorry for the digression. But no, back no. to it, the Hallmark holidays, right? I I think. Um, what I don't like about these things is as exactly as you put it. Why am, why is there a special day for me reserved to tell my my mate that I love him or her? Why is there a special? I I gotta wait until May to tell my mother I love her. I gotta wait until June to say it to Dad. I, gotta, right? <laughs> I can't appreciate my appreciate my secretary until when? When is that? I think that's in January. I- and, uh, and we should not pay any attention to black history until February rolls around. <laughs> um, I, I just, it's, um, I, 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 I don't know. I think it's just, um, and it's unfortunate from a, even from a, a fiscally, being fiscally responsible from that perspective, mm. I think it forces a lot of people to potentially spend a lot of money that they may not necessarily, I don't want to say have, but well, yeah. they shouldn't, they realistically, when they budget out, sure. you know, things are starting to get tight. They, sure. they really feel like they, they don't have to. And this is coming off yeah. the heels of, of the holidays, Christmas, if you celebrate mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it can be yeah. a hard turnaround. It can be. I, you know, I come from... A month and a half. Right? No, it hasn't been, it hasn't been that long. I come from a, a lower middle class uh, family. And I can remember um, Christmas was always a time of, of some financial stress because there was an expectation that you had to, you know, uh, recipro- people were going to give you gifts so you had to reciprocate. But that's some families, it's that's really hard. And yeah, and here we are, uh, you know, what, what are we, not even eight weeks later, and bammo, get to go grab that box of chocolates and those yeah. roses. Yeah, yeah, that right. <laughs> That are incredibly overly inflated mm. with price. Of course, um, but of course, yeah. and and I have a couple of florist friends. Hey, don't be offended, guys. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there's another so there's another significance to today's date. Um, we are one year since the uh, the school shooting at Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Yeah, and. What has changed? Not, not a whole lot. Not, not one damn thing. Not um, one thing. This, this, it's, <sighs> yeah. This is, this is uh, certainly a, a, a hard one to mm. discuss. Um, and obviously it's controversial, but you know, we're not mm. so concerned about that. But um, it, it's... Um, I, I, I just... I don't know when the mentality will change amongst enough um, people in power to 
really mm-hmm. start to engage and, and change the, the dialogue in a different way. Right. Um, right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. It's been said a million times. Uh, every, every liberal with a microphone has said this, so why should I be left out? Um, the NRA gives too much money to too many candidates, and they are beholden to the National Rifle Association. And the National Rifle Association is nothing but a mouthpiece for the manufacturers of weapons. It's that simple. Yeah, I think, um, and it, and that gets to uh, the bigger issue, right, of, of how, um, you know, how, are, how lobbyists play a role in our government. Um, today, Damn. Damn. Um, <laughs> right. So you know be, right. because the ration, you know your 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 rationale would bring out the argument um, for for those who who lean on the conservative side. All right, well, if we're going to say that, then we need to start looking at um, you know uh, clean renew, re, renewable energy mm-hmm. lobbyists. Regard, yeah, point sure, is sure. It, for or something that they might not necessarily um, view. Right. So yeah, I mean, I think unfortunately that that just gets right. to an even bigger issue of like, well, how much is is really getting poured in, and how much of that money is directly influencing our policy or policy that we may actually never even know about because it never gets seen. Correct. Right. Exactly. And it's and it's it's a. Yeah. There's all the the right talks an awful lot about the what is it the shadow government what do they call it the deep state yeah the deep state yeah, yeah the deep state is <laughs> there is a deep state the oh, deep state gosh. is not Hillary Clinton the deep state is not Robert Mueller the deep state is the the NRA and the coal industry and every industry everybody who who's trying to get a government contract or get legislation that benefits them. The um, one of the you want to know the evidence of the deep state. You want to want to see footprints of of the Bigfoot that is the deep state. The uh, Republican tax bill mm. is absolutely mm. the the afterbirth of the deep state. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I think that there there's gonna be a point. I I mean there has to be a point where we we start to talk about. Yeah, you know, mm. I mean, yeah, and campaign finance is a whole nother issue oh, good too. Lord. Yeah, but but the, the just the idea around lobbying, um, that's 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 right. hard. You have to, it 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 makes you consider the possibility that our entire legislative branch of the government is bought and paid for. That they don't represent the people, the constituents. They represent their Donors, right? And if that's if that's entirely true, we know it's we know it's somewhat true. And there's a lot of people in Congress and in the Senate. There's a whole lot of bodies up there. Right. So it's to some level more true of some than others. But but it, let's let's generalize for a second for the right. sake of conversation. Right. If it's at all true, then it's a crime. Right. There are uh, other countries in which a politician. Accepting campaign funds yeah. from a corporation, yeah. and then legislating on behalf of that corporation is considered a crime. Right, it is corruption. Yep. In Great Britain, Iceland, and a number of other countries, I could bore you with. It is considered criminal. Yeah. Um, and what's what's the act that was upheld? 
um, by the the Supreme Court, uh, U- Citizens United. Citizens United. Yeah, that's gotta yeah. that's gotta go. And that's soon. that's that's gotta go. That's that is the charter of the deep state. Yeah. Do you think uh, the Supreme Court is bought out at all? Well, backdoor. Now that's that interesting. Well, it it yes. I mean, it's I don't know if, if do you mean that the justices themselves accept money. F- in return well, it for, doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be money that's you know yeah. easily just sure. outlined, but I mean we know there are ways of right. you know offshore bank accounts or you just happen to <sighs> run into a nice car. Right, um, Robert Mueller, are you listening? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm hesitant to go that far. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kavanaugh is definitely bought out by the beer industry. <laughs> we know that. Owned by Schlitz. <laughs> PBR. PBR. <laughs> Good lord. Um, yeah, definitely. Anheuser Busch has a has their rep yeah. on the Supreme yeah. Court. But you know when yeah. um, presidents uh, presidents nominate and Senate confirms. So right. yeah. So K- Brett Kavanaugh is the NRA's pick it, by extension, yeah. right? If not, if not by, uh, not in fact, he is by extension. Um, so, the NRA um, has had a problem in the last year. And, and for the listeners out there, you're you're a member of the NRA, right? Yes, I'm a I'm a proud member. No, I'm not a proud member. Uh, yeah, I as a a gift to me, um, or graduation, a, a guy I worked for at the time um, bought me a life membership. This would have been 1980. 1980, the year 1980, uh, bought me a life membership in the NRA. Uh, I uh, subscribed to uh, American Sportsman Magazine. Is that what it was called? That was their publication at the time. And at the time, they were a very different organization than they are now. They were, not, they were an organization that supported people with an interest in shooting sports, be that hunting or target shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that changed over the years, and it changed... It really took a radical turn in the or in the nineties. Now, the only reason for those of you out there who are wondering why is this social pinko commie liberal maintaining <laughs> my um, my membership to the NRA is because I often um, in conversations with people about gun control, I love nothing better than to slap that membership card down on the table because they can't dismiss me as unknowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, on the topic, which they usually do. They say, you snowflakes and millennials mm-hmm. uh, don't know what you're talking about. And you, no, I do. One, I'm an NRA member. Two, uh, I have I have had a license to carry concealed. Um, I Because I do not own a weapon, I turned my license in uh, to the police department. But all I need to do is go and apply for it again if I want it. I have a current FID card, which allows me <clears throat> to purchase rifles, shotguns, and other mm-hmm. and other weapons. I have participated in shooting sports. Right. I enjoy target practice. Um, we enrolled my son in a shooting program sponsored by the NRA, in fact, um, <laughs> when he was younger because he showed an interest in possibly target shooting. By the way, side side note here, there's an awful lot of schools in the country that actually have scholarship money for talented sports shooters. Yep. Did you yep. know that? Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, it goes down even to like archery um, yeah. and whatnot. So yeah. yeah absolutely. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, as long as you, you know, as long as your kid shoots 
to get scholarships to go to school and doesn't shoot at school, we're all down. We're cold. <laughs> we're down with it. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I am not. I am not a gun hater. Uh, I am not a First Amendment. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Second Amendment hater. Whew. <laughs> I am not a Second Amendment hater or First Amendment hater. Um, I I walk the line here. Right. I I'm not an anti-gun person. Yeah. However, coming full circle yeah. back to right. Parkland. Right. Right. Look, um, in in the late fifties, uh, there was an actress. What was her name? Who. Um, she had an automobile accident in which she didn't hit the brakes in time, and she went under the back of a tractor-trailer truck, and she was decapitated by the bump because you could slide a car right underneath right, it. Right, right. Within the year, there was legislation to put what's called a DOT bar. If you look at any tractor-trailer truck, you'll notice there's this lowered bar in the back of them so that right. you'll hit that bar right. and not go underneath within a year because one person died from that. Wow. One. One death. And we changed the law instantly to protect anybody else from that. How many people were killed by gun violence last year? Too many. Too, yeah, way too, too many. many. Way too many. Um, so let's, let's take apart a couple of lies that are told uh, on the right all the time. Yeah. And that is, any place where there's gun control, criminals have more gun and, guns and there's more gun death. This is absolutely patently untrue. Right, because there wouldn't be there wouldn't be this continuous <laughs> right. passage of these laws. Exactly. No, it's it's complete bullshit. It is not true. If you go state by state and look at the deaths by gun violence, uh, we we live in Massachusetts. If you if you want to talk about a gun control state, we live in a gun control state, right. and our per capita gun deaths here are far less than they are in a similarly populated by the way, right? Similarly populated, yeah. or, or if you use the numbers as a per capita, uh, are, than other uh, places where the gun laws are more liberal. Right. Uh, our rate of suicide by gun is lower than other states where access to guns uh, is higher. Right. Um, the, you know, they keep pulling up the most dangerous city in America. Right? I, I love this argument. The most yep. dangerous city. Yep. You, know what, you know what it is. It's Chi-Town, right? Yep. It's, yep. it's Chicago. Yep. Chicago, home of, home of a... It was a politician from Chicago. Famous guy. What was his was name? Is he famous? Really? Um, I thought he was, he was mediocre, wasn't he? I don't know. We, we may not be talking about the same guy, but this, this guy was a, was a um, senator from Illinois. Um, oh. Huh. And it, yeah. Um, I think he was president, wasn't he? <laughs> oh gosh, I, I just remember going straight from Bush to, to Trump. I don't remember the eight years, the eight awful years in between. The the guy who just destroyed our country, dismantled it. Exactly. He, he's not even from here. No, he's, he's not, not even that's, from yes, this country, guy. folks. Our, our Kenyan president, our Kenyan Muslim, <laughs> Barack. <laughs> Been Samin Oladen, yeah. <laughs> Obama. Yeah, I think yeah. it's funny that Chicago became yeah. the most dangerous city in yeah. America when, when Obama, Barack Obama really. was from there. Yeah. 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 Uh, although in this last week we heard that it was actually El Paso, Texas, is now the most dangerous. Because well, yeah, because it's convenient for yeah, exactly for the it, it had been very dangerous, and then they built a fence. Yeah. Fence, by yeah, the way, not fence. a wall. A fence. And then it became less dangerous. Now that uh, the the mayor of El Paso and the police chief of El Paso both said, "Call bullshit on that." Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, there was uh, some illumination by the by the 
the chief of the county that El Paso's in, he said actually they saw a rise in certain crimes. Now, you know, correlation and causation, right? We don't we don't know. Um, but here, here's but here's the thing uh, that that old lie that where gun control is in place, uh, it's more uh, more dangerous is not true. Australia. Australia, uh, Port Moresby. There was a school shooting in Port Mores, Moresby. I think it's called Moresby, and they immediately banned all these weapons across the country, and uh, people turned in their assault rifles and all that stuff. And the, the rate of, of shooting deaths in Australia plummeted. But all right, so then, uh, and and I'm just doing this to to, mm. to, to play devil's advocate. Why not? But, but Steve, <laughs> what what about? What about, you know, the fact that, look, if a guy wants to get a gun, he's going to, or, you know, if a woman wants to get it, you know, if, if a person wants to get a gun, they're mm-hmm. going to be able to get it no matter what, even if you, you know, even if you're so set on inconveniencing <laughs> the law-abiding citizens mm-hmm. to a background check. Right. So, okay. Here's the deal. How true is that statement? Now I'm, f- I'm from, originally the neighborhood that you now live in. Now there is a place in Greater Boston where you can buy a gun if you yeah. want one. It's going to be Dorchester. Yeah. And I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I'm going to ask you. You live in Dorchester. I lived. Yeah, lived yeah. there. You lived. Live, yeah. lived, you lived, lived excuse there. me. Yeah, you, yes. you, you left. I got out. You left. It, it got too gentrified. You had to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so, when you lived in Dorchester. You knew where to get a gun, right? Um, no, because <laughs> I <laughs> I stayed in my car. Look, I had a great like, the the apartment itself was very safe. It was in a sure. pretty decent area, but um, there are certain, to answer your question in a slightly different way. There are areas where you just don't go. Right, just you, flat out you don't go. Okay, can I illuminate that? Are you saying that law-abiding citizens will not go to certain neighborhoods? And that those neighborhoods are the places where one could buy an illegal firearm? Are you saying that you have no connections to an illegal firearm? That's, that, that is what, that's I'm what saying. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to say the same thing. Yeah. I, I also yeah. have. Yeah. I, I have my suspicions but, uh, of how I might go about it, but it's only an exercise, a thought exercise for me. Yeah. I wouldn't go there, and I wouldn't do that. Right. So do, do criminals do criminal things? Well, yeah. Oh, it turns out they do. Yeah. <laughs> How strange is that? <laughs> Let me ask you, is illegal possession of a firearm illegal? Yeah. Yep, yeah, it is. Okay. So, now, I know when somebody bashes in you, into your house with an illegal firearm, none of that's going to save your ass. I get it. Uh, we should, I wish I'd looked up the stats for home invasions yeah. um, in, in, uh, in, in Massachusetts uh, to see... But but here's here's the thing, I don't I think a lot of the shootings that we're trying to prevent are people who are mentally ill or unstable, uh-huh. young people right. who have easy access to guns because they can be purchased with no background checks at gun shows. They can be purchased from private owners. Uh, we're talking about closing those little loopholes. There, we're not talking about a law-abiding citizen applying for a weapon, um, having a simple background check, 
and going through a firearm safety course. I had to do all of that when I got my mm-hmm. permit, mm-hmm. and I was happy to do it. Right. But, but, but Steve, <coughs> again, why, why should I, you know, if I'm knowledgeable, you know, why, why do I need to, to spend all this time, wait all this time to, <laughs> to get the, the background check done? Why, when, when they're going to get their guns anyway? 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, I want it, and I yeah. want it now. So here's the thing. The problem, the, the, the challenge, the reason why this keeps, this is, is, these are stupid arguments. Yeah. The bottom line is this. Uh, I remember somebody saying, like, oh, you want me to, and there's been talk about insuring against, uh, against damage done, uh, forcing gun owners to insure their weapons right. so that if it is stolen and used in a crime or is misused, there's some indemnity for victims, right? Get insurance, have it registered with the authorities so you know where, what I have, keep up that registry, be licensed, have to take a test to make sure I'm licensed. Sounds like a Toyota to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and why? Yeah. Why do we have all of those, those things in place for your vehicle? Because you could what? Kill you could kill somebody with it. Well, if you can kill somebody with a car, you can sure as hell kill somebody with right. with a pistol and, and, or a rifle. You know, I think that um, I, I'm actually surprised that the government hasn't put out to have, in, um, have guns insured because it would only benefit the insurance companies. Not I'm, for nothing. Yeah. Right. I'm just shocked that the insurance companies haven't. Well, hey, look, if you're an executive hey, listening. Uh, it was our idea. We're yeah. patenting that, so yeah. screw you guys. Yeah, we'll, but, take, uh, we'll take a one. We'll ask for a 1% royalty. <laughs> yeah, right. That would make us millions. Did, did you hear about, by the way, getting back to NRA for yeah. just a second, um, they created this program, right, where they would insure. Right, yeah. Uh, gun owners, that if you if if your if your gun were used in a crime, that they would pay your legal costs so that you would you know right. you would be absolved of legal responsibility. What's the problem with that? Well, there's a couple of problems with that. Problem number one, uh, as the state attorney general of New York will tell you, is you can't insure against a crime. It turns out insuring against a crime is itself a crime. <laughs> Figure, go figure, <laughs> right? So you're saying that if I, that pr- prior to this, this to the uh, mm-hmm. New York coming out against this, if I were an NRA member, mm-hmm. and I you could, bought the insurance, and I purchased the insurance, mm-hmm. I could, for all intents and purposes, do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah, and. My fees would be covered. Your legal fees would be covered. Yeah. If if a crime were committed with your weapon, um, let's say your your kid steals it, right, gets it out of your vault, well, assuming you have one, and uh, shoots somebody, and you are taken to court, right. Yeah. So, so you're insuring you're insuring criminal activity, and that's surprisingly that's not permitted. Right, right, right. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Go figure. Um, yeah, and and uh, by the way, they're they're being bankrupted over this. Um, yeah, uh, because they because the insurers that they would go to right because they're they're just reselling insurance correct correct they had a real insurance company behind them and that insurance once this this happened they had it yeah they had it for the hills but how did they not know i mean do they have to know what they're selling the insurance for i 
That's you can't an, just walk up and say we want to resell your insurance. Right? That's got to be that's an, that's, that's got to be a great story, and someone should write a book. How in the world did this insurance company get wrapped up in this uh, stuff? And maybe I think that people didn't think through the implications of what they were doing here. Yeah, I actually yeah. think that would be like, in, and I'm I'm like I do appreciate some of this stuff sometimes in the in his documentaries. I kind of wander, but this would be a good Michael Moore um, one for him. Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see what Michael Moore would, would do with this. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, you know, kind of going back to, to playing devil's advocate sure. here, so when, when I was actually, so when I was on the campaign trail mm-hmm. um, in, in 2016, um, there was a big ballot issue. I think it was question two. This is in Maine. This is in Maine. Um, for I think it was just for background checks. Okay. And, you know the way thing, it, the, it was written, it wasn't it wasn't great, but the point was there. So, right. living in a very rural district, yeah. um, a, a lot of people were gun owners, and that's fine. I that's fine. respect sure. that. Um, that's that's great that you're exercising yeah. your your Second Amendment rights. So the the pushback uh, that I often heard was, um, well, this is just this. I don't want this. This is just the start for all the the, the liberals to 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 begin to take away our guns. So if we start with this, mm-hmm. then they're going to want more, and then they're going to want more, and then they're going to want more. But like, but so the question there is: is this is the beginning of them taking away your rights? Do you have a social security card? <laughs> Congratulations, you're a socialist. Do you work for a company? Does the federal government withhold money against your uh, potential tax debt? Congratulations, you're a socialist. It's it's already happened. Right. Well, it, well, but they don't. But it. But with gun rights, they don't want their gun rights well, being yeah, taken away. They're, that, they're, that's where they're coming. At from. the end of the day, they. You're right. You're right. Um, my 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 answer is you. It's too late for you, right. sucker. Well, and and, and so. It's, and and I can see the 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 the, sure. the, the want to react um, that way. However, um, I just one and just thinking about this now, mm. it's like, well, wait a minute. You're saying that this is a start, and you don't, and you fear that this could happen, but you never actually answered why you're not like that's that sure. you're you're by saying that you're. Almost partially admitting that, like having background checks, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but this it's could over empowering. It's, right. it's big brotherism, right? So, so well, and it's it, and it's just that it, it and I I wouldn't even go so. And I think some people think that, but yeah. my point is that they're almost okay with it, but they they're thinking so long term as to what could yeah. happen. So it's like they they would probably admit that there's a problem. But as a whole, they're not willing right. to lose a right. whole enchilada here. So this is that this is that specious form of argument, right? Which which sidesteps the immediate question: What's your objection to background checks? Oh well, it's the first step in a long dot 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 right. dot. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend who's who's from the other side, a uh, reasonable and intelligent guy, and 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 open and open to talk about these things. And we were talking about the wall. And at one point during the argument, and if you're listening, Gary, I love you. Uh, <laughs> at one point he said, but Steve, if we put up the wall and it saved just one life. I, I get it. I get the emotion 
I feel it. If it saves Elijah just one life, hold on, hold on, back up. We're not here to save just one life. $5.7 billion for a wall is not about just one life. And we have a public safety crisis. People are dying by the tens of thousands to in America to gun violence. A slight restriction in people's, I'm doing air quotes, rights. What about the Patriot Act? That restricted a whole lot of people's rights. And some, these same people who, who think the liberals are coming to, to, you know, to, turn, them, to turn them into comrades, this, those same people support the Bush's administration's wide-sweeping yeah. degradation of our liberties because they're afraid yeah. of foreigners. Yeah, and, 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 but in, in a sense that almost plays into their argument, here's why. So from their perspective, once 9-11 happened, boom, yeah. um, they, there was openness mm-hmm. to, all right, you know what, we want our bags searched more, mm. you know what, like we're par- you know, tap into our right. phones, whatever. But then the government started to get more and more and more. And, and, but unfortunately... To, to counter what they would say, it happened under a, a Republican administration. Correct. Um, so so now, so they probably, my guess is that me, and I don't know if they thought this far, but it's like, well, if a, if a Republican, um, uh, not committee, but if a, a Republican um, um, group, well, uh, administration, administration or, yes, yeah. thank you, uh, can do that, then... A liberal administration. Oh my gosh! Look out. Yeah, I think you're ascribing more thought to them than <laughs> than they really need. And I don't. I don't mean to say that they're, that they're dumb, but I don't think. What I do mean is that I don't think the repetition of that right. talking point right. is the equivalent to a thought out argument. Right. That, I think that's, that's what that's I mean to say. Fair. That's what um, I mean to say. And, and that is a talk. That is a repeated talking point. Right. And and I think that. Um, Look, from my perspective, look, yeah, if you want something in your house to protect yourself, absolutely, Damn. by all means. So uh, I have not heard, um, I, because this this has really occurred after I ran mm. for office, but the idea around bump stops. Um, oh, bump stops, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those bump stops, they're, I don't understand how that's a thing. Oh, okay. Like how? You're clearly not an amosexual. That's why you how, don't get that. How is this? I haven't heard the argument for why it should not be banned. Yeah. Like, I, why, I does, had why does anybody need this right. thing? And why isn't it illegal already? Yeah, this is crazy. This I don't know. And I have not heard. I just haven't heard. Right. So th- let's line up some of the some of the arguments used against the the control of of guns. Okay, and they they are um, they're needed for hunting. Um, People in certain uh, lines of work require self-defense. I have the right to defend my home. Um, Farmers. There are farmers who have to deal with predators. And having a semi-automatic rifle makes that job much easier. And and that's cool for that. Um, and, and And on down the line. Nowhere in there is there a need to turn a semi-automatic AR-15 or the like into a if tr- tricking the gun essentially a workaround to make it a fully automatic weapon right and and my thing has one argument that i've always made or fairly recently too has been 
So if you want to protect your your home, that's mm-hmm. fine. But to say you want to protect your home with a with an automatic weapon, are <laughs> <laughs> you protecting but, it from? Right. So so that's my that's my point. Right. So are you suggesting that you need one to protect against fifteen or you know ten, even ten people coming into your house? If you have ten people coming into your house, either it was a truly honest mistake and the, and the criminals got it wrong, or they're not that organized. Yeah, they're <laughs> just not right. Or you're in some kind of tr- deep trouble that you probably shouldn't be in. Well, I'll tell you what. If you look there is there is a type of federal firearms license that allows somebody to own uh, a fully automatic weapon. You can. Right. You can. So if you have a need for that, apply. Right. And and be given one. Uh, but the bump stock gets around that. It allows you or I. We could go up to uh, Kittery Trading Post and buy ourselves yeah. a little bush a bushmaster right now. Right. And if if we could get our hands on a bump stock, We've now yeah. got a fully automatic re- weapon. Right, and so is you, you've held multiple weapons Absolutely. before. So with sure. these bump stocks, when when you pull down the trigger, can yeah. you kind of explain sure. the science behind <laughs> and what actually happens? Like when right. you're holding a, a, yeah. a gun, can you explain to the listeners? Are you are you able to hold the gun in the same position? Like okay. how does That's that work? That's a great work? question. That's a great question. So here's the thing. Um, so uh, a, a rifle like an AR-15 has recoil. Almost every firearm has some pretty significant recoil, and depending on the caliber, it can be less or more. Um, The recoil of an AR-15 means the entire gun will move back into your shoulder, and then if it doesn't have a bump stock, you would, you know, hold it firmly, reacquire, fire again, one bullet at a time. Right. Every time, every time you feel that recoil, you'd have to re-engage the target and and shoot it again. And of course, re-engaging the target, if it's a hundred yards away, that's one thing. If it's five feet away, that's a whole different thing, right? What a bump stock does is it's, think of a, it's almost a shoe that fits over the stock of the gun and behind the trigger guard. Okay. uh, And down onto the hand grip. Yeah. It's, it works specifically well with the AR-15 rifle because the AR-15 has a pistol style hand grip behind the trigger. So as the rifle goes back and forth, Imagine the stock is butted against my shoulder, the, the buttstock, and as the rifle moves back and forth from recoil, yeah. the rifle will go back, and as it comes forward again from the spring in this buttstock, it will depress the trigger again. Okay. So as long as I keep my finger in place, the, instead of my finger holding down and a mechanism right. refiring, right. it's like the rifle's jumping back and forth against the trigger. It's like that old that old joke. Um, he fell on my knife, officer. 14 times? Yeah. So it's like that. The rifle keeps going back and forth and re-engaging the trigger and firing over and over again. Now, grossly inaccurate. Grossly inaccurate. Because you literally, it depends on the rifle jumping around to work. Um, now, if you're going to fire into a concert crowd <sighs> from a hotel window, you, what do you give a shit about accuracy? This, it's a target-rich environment, right? If you need accurate automatic fire, you're not going to use a bump stock because it, it does not produce that effect. Not at all. Not at all. So you wouldn't need <clears throat> it to protect your, your home against two a, to three people? Well, a, fully automatic, a fully automatic, um, not to pick on the AR-15. The AR-15 has a bad rap because it is the popular gun among psychos. It looks, it looks for all the world like a, a, an M4 carbine 
or you know, my, our listeners might remember an M16, which is in the same family of weapon, right? It it looks an awful lot like you know you can watch that that SEAL team show on on CBS, right? And you can carry a, a gun that looks exactly like what they're carrying in the show. It looks mean. It looks nasty. It has uh, it has a, a heavy bullet with a lot of powder behind it, so. Uh, it's it's a big hole that it puts in somebody a real big hole um and it and the bullets tend to tumble around and do a lot of damage internally uh or shatter and and spread apart inside the body they they're meant to kill people that's what that sh- that's what that cartridge does so if you break into no, I don't shouldn't say you if one breaks into my home and I have an AR15 and uh I am not blind <laughs> right and I can put a round into them and then as fast as I can actuate my finger, I can put rounds into them. One, two, three, four, five. As fast as I can say it, I can shoot it. That's enough. There's no reason for me to have a fully automatic weapon spraying all around my home. It's not desirable. Not at all. Something single shot. Personally, for, for personal self-defense, I like a shotgun. <laughs> Why is that? I like a shotgun because it's, it sends a scatter of small pellets mm. and it's hard to miss. With with a, a shotgun, even in tight spaces, but all, also, you know, all the gun nuts out there are going to be really confused. Like, well, what's this guy knows what he's talking about, but he's anti-gun. Um, it also uh, the the pellets have less penetration power, so anything that misses is not going to go through the wall, right. through another wall, and hit my neighbor or hit one of my own kids or kill my own cat. Um, the the shotgun is a is a, a I think a preferred. Uh, home defense weapon. I prefer a 20 gauge because I actually like the smaller spread inside. But, you know, whatever you're hunting. <laughs> so, so to, to... Or a pistol. Right. So then uh, what, you know, how... What are the steps in solving the, the issue here? The bottom line, I, I think, f- first and foremost... We have a fair amount of laws already about who can, who can't, and how do you yeah. own a gun. Let's just enforce those. Um, so you don't think it's it's well enforced right now? No, I don't think so. I don't think the car. I don't think we are currently enforcing our laws to the to the fullest extent that we could. Um, there's plenty of laws in place, both federally and in many states. Yeah. Um, a little more consistency from state to state would be, nice. would be really cool. A little reciprocity would be nice. Um, this is the one, i got to tell you, there's always a financial motivation at the bottom of all oh, this crap, right? A whole lot of people make a whole lot of money at these weekend. Have you ever traveled down south? I mean, I've, I've, I've traveled, I mean, I've, yes. Okay, yes. good. You're dr- drive around Georgia. Okay, I've not been to Georgia. Okay, be careful. Uh, <laughs> drive around Georgia. Um, uh, where was I? Yeah, we were in Georgia or South Carolina. And, um, there was basically, it was a Sunday morning and we were waiting for a barbecue restaurant to, to uh, right across the street. Right. And it was wonderful because it was, everybody was at this barbecue restaurant in their Sunday best. It was the ladies in their hats. It was, wow. it was real old-fashioned down That's south. Impressive. I am a fan it of was, Southern charm. Oh, yeah, I'm exactly. I mean, this was, this was Southern Baptist yeah. stuff. Was, yeah. We knew we were in the right barbecue place because we were like the only white people there. So this, this has got to be the place. And everybody was in their Sunday best. And right across the street was this gigantic warehouse that housed uh, a 
what, what looked like what we would see is like a flea market up in right, Maine. Right. But it's all guns. All guns. It's all guys like you and I, normal guys, who uh, sell guns to other guys on the weekends. Right? It's a cottage industry. And uh, these guys buy and sell and sell and buy. And if I, if you have to do a background check, if you have to apply, that means that there's a waiting period. It takes away the impulse buy. It costs, pe- it costs certain people money. They're not going to be able to sell that gun. Right. And there's a gigantic trade in used weapons because as a private seller to a pri- private yeah. buyer, yeah. there's no registration. There's no nothing I can sell to you all day long. I think it's in Virginia. Um, if not now, I knew there was a time when in Virginia, if you have a Virginia driver's license, you can buy a weapon. That's that. End of- so how do you, how would you enforce, like, if you said you wanted to make it like, we're not saying this, but yeah. if you wanted to make it like illegal or much harder from a private seller to a so private buyer, how do you? If I were in Congress <laughs> and I wanted to sponsor a bill, right? uh, a national registry, which we already have, background checks in every state. And once I'm issued I can be issued a, a you've been cleared card right. right? that allows me to purchase guns anywhere in the country because issued by, let's say, the FBI right. or Homeland Security or the NSA. I know you're listening. Hi, guys. Um, right. And I know it's an over, or it sounds like an overly simplistic idea, but let's have a national license or a national background check completed card that um, – Let's everybody know before I buy a gun that I'm cleared. Right. That way it doesn't stop the commerce. Right. These people can buy and sell. Um, all they need to do is, you know, you, you, you're not, you're not going to waste a minute not getting a guy's MasterCard, right? Right. So right. while you're taking that MasterCard image, <laughs> guess what else you're going to take? You're yeah. going to take a copy of his license. Now, and then if there's a way to... Yeah, and then uh, unfortunately, some of the onus then comes again comes on um, those in the medical field or in the psych in the psychology field because we would need to authorize them sure. with the power to say, um, "Sure, I'm actually going to need your yeah. your license revoked mm-hmm. or suspended." Yeah, absolutely. Somebody's being uh, being treated for certain psychological disorders, and one of the questions, like I say, I know people are like, "Oh, that's onerous." You know, I I can't get I can't get amoxicillin for an ear infection without showing a damn insurance card and they wouldn't they won't miss it they won't forget to do that so yeah i was i never realized this is a thing but i mean i i gosh when i was in college i I, um i was not feeling i was under the weather and Mm -hmm. i went to go buy some medicine and i got light and i had to give you a card yeah Yeah. which cool whatever i don't care but it's like I'm gonna get carded for that, right? To for my own health. <laughs> well, yeah, you I'm can't. a big boy. I just drove myself. <laughs> like, come on! I can't buy Sudafed without showing my license, right? <laughs> right? Anywhere? Yeah. Right? Anywhere in the country, you need to show your driver's license to buy Sudafed because that box of twelve Sudafed, I might be boiling that down to make some meth. Yeah. Now you know how much meth you get out of twelve Sudafed. I I don't. I don't either, but how much could it fucking be that I have to show you my license, for God's sakes? But I could walk right across the street and buy myself, you know, (laughs) a 357 Magnum. And, yeah, that's a a problem. Because 
Uh, turning Sudafed into methamphetamine is a major public health problem, but uh, school shootings are not. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's interesting because it, uh, when I was on the, camp tra- on the campaign trail, it was amazing to see the spectrum yeah. of people and their thoughts. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I would, I would argue, were fine with it being yeah. in their homes, yeah. you know, but yeah. I think there was some skepticism. And I've met, I met some people who flat out said, I don't want guns at all. And, and yeah, look, that, that, you know, that, that to each their own. Yeah, I, um, I don't know that either of us would necessarily go that mm. far. I don't know. Um, uh, unnecessary, it, impractical. Yep. Yep. Unless we, what are we gonna, that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid that someone's going to outlaw guns altogether and then we're going to come and take their guns. It can't, it's not it, going it, to happen. This is still the United States of America as of uh, 8-10 on, on Valentine's Day. It's still the United States of America and you still have it, rights. So <laughs> the United States of America where Flint still doesn't have water and Colin Kaepernick can't get a job as a quarterback, but... Um, Kareem Hunt, recently <laughs> uh, signed by the Cleveland Browns, yeah, and that, that after that, that, that committing and, and having actual video evidence of, of, him. of him assaulting assaulting his his girlfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the place. That's what yeah, if you okay. if if you kneel to protest the, the take the un, the unjustified taking of of young black men's lives. Um, You'll never work again in this town, pal. Yeah. But beat the crap out of your, out of a successive string of girlfriends. Hell, why don't you have a dog fighting ring? How about that? You could have one of those too, and you'll still be able to play. Yeah. But uh, yeah, God, God fucking forbid you you politically well, actually, active. Ray Lewis allegedly like, killed, he killed someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do that too, folks. Mm-hmm. And you can still get employed by the National Football League. Yeah, it's amazing. But, uh, Colin. Poor Colin. Unbelievable. Hey, one last thing. I think yeah. um, we're going to, you know, we're going to do at some point, we're going to come back and we're going to do an episode and we're going to look at the, the Constitution yeah. and we're going we're gonna to do a deep dive into the Second Amendment and we're going we're gonna to get the Second Amendment and it defines our right as an organized militia, a well-organized yeah. militia. And what I think what a lot of people miss is what that means. Yeah. And I've heard so many people just blow it off like it doesn't yeah. mean anything. No, it means something. The documents reference the thoughts of the people who create them. And fortunately for us, the Federalist Papers, yeah. we can gather the thoughts of Thomas Jefferson and some of the other framers of the Constitution. What did they mean by that? And they didn't mean that you could buy a machine gun at Kmart. That's not what they meant, and it will. But we. But that takes yeah. a lot of explaining. We'll yeah. get into it another, another time. But, but we covered a lot of ground yeah, today. Yeah, we did. Um, and you know, I hope that uh, this is an informative and mm. thought-provoking uh, episode for our, our uh, listeners out there. So, um, thank you again for for taking some time and listen. Hope we got you through some portion of your day, and uh, we'll be back at it again next week. Next week we'll. T- Elijah, good job, man. Thanks, Steve. Have a good night. Yep, you too. (laughs) Take care.